What's up, everybody? My name is Andrew, and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 18, and today we're talking about match day 18, the first match of the Rückrunde of the current season, which is the second half of the season after the winter break. So, first off, I have two corrections from last week's episode. Number one is that at one point I said Philip Coutinho instead of Felipe Coutinho. That's just a pronunciation thing, but yeah, my bad on that. And then another point, when I was talking about Manuel Neuer and Alexander Nubel, I said a sentence where I said Nubel's name twice in a row, and at the end it should have been Neuer's name because I was kind of comparing the two, but I just said Nubel and then Nubel again, so that was kind of just a grammatical issue. But other than that, it was all good. Now, this week was an exciting, exciting week for the top of the table. The race is really, really competitive, and the Bundesliga is a really fun league to be watching right now as a fan. It's the most exciting one, I think, out of Europe's top five in terms of the race for the title. So let's get right into it. All right, so on Friday, we had Schalke versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Now, this was a huge upset in that Schalke actually beats second place Gladbach. This is not something I would have thought, you know, seeing the Schalke of last year, but man, David Wagner, I gotta give a shout out, he's an American coach, but David Wagner has really turned this team around and they're doing great things. Um, as of Friday, before Bayern plays on Saturday, they're tied on points. So that's pretty awesome for Schalke. On top of that, not only do they beat second place Gladbach, they put up two goals and they get a shutout, and that is without their star goalkeeper Nubel, mind you, because I believe he's out on red card or yellow card accumulation, something like that. So that was really impressive for them. They pick up three points, but they stay at the end of the match day in fifth place. But the key here for the title race is that they keep Gladbach out of first place, so that makes the race really, really exciting. Star of the game was a newcomer on loan, Michael Grigorzic from Augsburg. He got an assist and a goal, so he's pretty much the star of that game right there. So this is a big slip-up from Gladbach. Like I mentioned before in previous episodes and even last year, Gladbach's one of those teams that they are really good. They're dangerous, but I don't know if they're dangerous across an entire season, and they tend to start floundering in the second half. So, you know, first game back from the winter break, this is not a good look for them. So we'll see how they recover next week. All right, next up we have Augsburg versus Borussia Dortmund. So Augsburg goes up 3-1 on Dortmund by the 55th minute. So this is a really impressive game so far for Augsburg, you know, putting up three goals against one of the top five teams and seem to be cruising towards victory. Well, then everything changes. At the 56th minute, newcomer Erland Holling from RB Salzburg comes on, gets subbed on, and 20 minutes later, 23 minutes later, he scores a hat trick. That's amazing. That is an amazing statistic for Holland on his debut in the Bundesliga to score a hat trick in 20 minutes. That is just all around amazing. So congrats to Erling Holland on that accomplishment. So if you look at the score now, now we're up to 4-3 Dortmund. You throw in another goal in there from believe it was Sancho and that completes the come from behind victory for Dortmund so wow congrats to them like I said this title race is becoming really really interesting there's probably statistically like five or six teams that can win this year's Bundesliga trophy so it's going to be a fun fun season to watch for the remaining second half now fun fact I, I forget where I read this I'm going to see if I could find 
the the source and I'll put it in the show notes. But from what I read, Lewandowski, Aubameyang, and Holland all scored hat tricks in their first matches against Augsburg. Now that's a pretty crazy statistic, but that's just what it is. That's pretty awesome that most players tend to get their debut hat tricks against the same team. That's pretty wild. So with this match, Dortmund also moves up to 33 points. So Schalke and Dortmund were tied before at 33. Now they're still tied at 33, just another match day gone. Also, uh, a note I'd like to point out here, it's good to see that Sancho is still developing well, still scoring goals, still starting every game, and still being involved in Dortmund's attack and being a key and pivotal player for them. It'll be interesting to see if he still stays after this season or if he moves on to a different league, a different team, or if he decides to stay at Dortmund. It seems lately that a lot of players don't want to do that with Pulisic leaving, Obama Yang leaving. You never really know if Dortmund's going to be able to hold on to their star players unless maybe they start winning some titles or advancing far in the Champions League, then maybe players will want to stay. But I find it hard to believe that players don't want to stay with Dortmund because they consistently finish top you know, two, three teams in the league, consistently play in the Champions League, and they have a real solid core of attacking players and real solid team. It surprised me that players don't want to stay more and you know see that project through to the end and hold pride in the fact that they are Dortmund players and see if they can hustle to get that Bundesliga trophy and knock Bayern off the top. So it'll be in- interesting to see if Sancho stays or goes. All right, next up we have Bayern versus Hertha. So this one I've been waiting for for so long, just as a Bayern fan, having three-plus weeks off, not watching any uh, Bundesliga soccer is kind of sucked so I've been just itching to watch this match. First half, not gonna lie, was pretty boring, pretty bad half from Bayern, but then we come back strong in the second half and that's where all the action happens. So first half 0-0, both teams go back in the tunnel and gotta reassess what they're doing. And then in the second half, Bayern comes back with a 4-0 clean sheet victory with a penalty goal from Lewandowski, a goal from Thiago, and then Mueller and Perisic. It was kind of cool that Perisic assisted Mueller's goal and then Mueller assisted Perisic's goal. So those two had a a little uh, rapport going in this game. I'm really happy to see that Mueller is continuing his great form. He's, at this point, I think, probably solidifying his starting spot in the, uh, the starting 11. Last year, there was always the issue with him and James Rodriguez. This year, it's kind of in between him and Coutinho. But I think with his current form, there's no way you keep him out of the squad. He's got to be in there. We also had great games from Davies. Mueller and Perisic. All three of those were solid. It was all around solid performance from the entire team, I, I think, but those three players really shined for me. As an MLS fan, I'm happy to see that Davies is getting some playing time. We had an unfortunate injury in our team, and we called upon Davies to fill that spot. We put him in a position that he doesn't normally play at left back, but he's taken the opportunity and he's taken the chance, and he's running with it, and he's showing that he does belong here. He's a great player, and he can you know, fill the vacancies in a team where we need them. And I'm just super happy that he is uh, playing very well and developing well as an MLS player coming to a, a top five European league. So I'm proud of him for that. I'm proud of him for representing the MLS in a great way. Oh, also, I forgot to add another note of this game. Neuer made an amazing save right at the end to preserve his clean sheet. So, you know, we were up 4-0 at this point. And then right around the 86th or 7th minute, uh, Hertha Berlin gets a pretty good opportunity. And Neuer, to his credit, makes a, an amazing save to preserve his own clean sheet and, and get us that 4-0 victory as opposed to a 4-1, so that, that was good on him. 
Bayern moves up in the second place now with 36 points. All right, moving on. Now we have RB Leipzig versus Union Berlin. So this is actually a pretty interesting game. Union actually draws first blood and is able to hold off the league leaders for the first half of the game. However, in the second half, they kind of crumble. Timo Werner and Sabitzer put in three goals, and RB Leipzig wins comfortably at a 3-1 score. So they currently lead the table with 40 points, and the golden boot race is definitely heating up. So with Werner's two goals, he's now at 20. With Louis' one goal, the penalty he put in, he's at 20. So right now, the Bundesliga golden boot race is tied at 20. Werner and Lewandowski are the two that are kind of running away with it. I don't think that anyone else is going to be able to catch up to them, but it will be interesting to see how these two go back and forth to, uh, to race for that golden boot in the Bundesliga. It's going to be interesting. Now, there's a few other teams I just want to talk about. I'm not going to do full match coverage on them, but just a couple of notes and things that I picked up on while uh, doing some research. So Werder Bremen, we talked about them a lot last year, and that was for a pretty awesome reason. They were one of the few teams in all of Europe's top five leagues to have scored a goal in every match day leading into like deep, deep into the second half of the season. I believe the only other teams in that category were Juventus and I believe PSG. So for Werder Bremen to be the representative of the Bundesliga and that very, very small and prestigious club was impressive. However, this year, they are not able to repeat that brilliance and they're kind of floundering. Currently, they sit third from the bottom in the relegation playoff spot. Now, Claudio Pizarro is still on the team at age 41. Still gets time off the bench, but he doesn't start anymore. And I feel like they're letting some of the younger players get some playing time, which makes sense. Joshua Sargent, the U.S. men's national team striker, has two goals and two assists in seven total games. Five of those are off the bench, so given how many games he's come off the bench, two goals and two assists is actually pretty impressive. So I'm happy with how he's developing. He's only 19, so hopefully... If you keep scoring more goals like this and getting more assists, he'll start to get more consistent playing time, and that'll help him develop more. But I'm proud of you, Josh. Good job. Keep it up. Now, the last team I want to talk about before moving on is Eintracht Frankfurt. Now, if you guys listened to the episodes last season, you guys know I'm a huge Eintracht Frankfurt fan, and the main reason for that was their really dangerous attacking trio of Luka Jovic, Ante Rebic, and Sebastian Allaire. Now... Last year, not only did they lose a coach, Niko Kovac, when he moved over to Bayern, but then the next offseason, they lost all three of those players. Luka Jovic was bought up by Real Madrid, Sebastian Allaire went to West Ham in the Premier League, and then Ante Rebic went to AC Milan in Serie A. So in the span of two years, Eintracht Frankfurt went from winning the DFB Pokal against Bayern in the finals to losing their coach and their three best players that got them there. So I feel like they've really lost their identity. It doesn't feel like the same team anymore without those three players and the, the mindset and the play style that the team had under Niko Kovac. So it's kind of uh, sad to see that happen. Frankfurt was definitely one of my favorite teams to watch and that I was kind of a fan of. But that's changed a lot, and you know, the, now they're kind of in the mid-card, middle of the table, barely hanging on, but that's, I guess, what happens when you sell off your best players. They didn't really even pick anyone up to replace those three players. The one player they did pick up was Bas Dost, the uh, Dutch striker, but he's the wrong side of 30, 
And when you get rid of three young players and you replace them with one aging one, you're not going to get that same dynamic that you would if you had reinforced all those spots. And also, picking up one player to replace three doesn't really fit into the play style that you have. If you play with an attacking tree or three players that all kind of rely on each other to score goals, you can't fix that with one striker. It really has to be that kind of system. And if you commit to that kind of a system, then any new signings you make have to be able to play in that system. And it doesn't look like Bastos and some of the other players they have, that like Paciencia and some other players are able to replicate what Jovic, Rebic, and Allaire had. So that's kind of sad to see that happen, but all good things must come to an end, they say. All right, and the last team I want to briefly talk about is Freiburg, actually. So Freiburg's been a team that's impressing me the last two seasons. It looks like they're breaking away from their spot where they usually are, which is kind of where Frankfurt is now, in, in like the mid middle of the table, usually below a European contention spot, maybe just outside of Europa League spot. But the last two years, Freiburg has kind of been finishing in that area uh, above that. So they've been competing for, for European competition, which I didn't really expect them to do very often, but that's kind of where they are right now. So the last two years, Freiburg has been kicking into gear, playing a lot better, winning more games, getting more points, and moving on up in the table. So it looks like they're trying to make a statement and you know, solidify themselves as a dangerous Bundesliga team. And it's always interesting to see which teams are going to be the ones that are going to step up to the plate and declare themselves contenders. And it looks like Freiburg is working themselves into that spot. Previously, it was RB Leipzig that kind of came into the league, shocked everyone, and then ended up coming in second place. So, you know, now it looks like Freiburg is starting to assert their dominance. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, I kind of touched upon earlier in the episode, and that is how exciting this year's Bundesliga race is. This podcast is called Welcome to the Bundesliga. I strive to attract outside fans to watching German soccer, Premier League fans, La Liga, any other league, MLS, to watch German soccer. I think the Bundesliga is a very, very exciting league, and this year is proof. Now, last year's Premier League race was pretty exciting, but it was just two teams. It was Liverpool and City vying for the title. This year, it looks like Liverpool is just running away with it. City second, and they're not catching up. And then you have Leicester in third, and they're not catching up either. So Liverpool has not lost a game. doesn't look like they're going to lose a game. And they are running away with the league. Now, that used to be the case in the Bundesliga with Bayern. But now, this year, there are... Mathematically speaking, probably six or seven teams that can still win the Bundesliga. Realistically speaking, there's probably three or four that can give it a real honest run. And it's never been this tight of a race this deep into the season. By this point last year, it was Bayern Gladbach, maybe Dortmund, and, and that was that. And then Gladbach fell off, and then it became Bayern and Dortmund. This year, you really have a bunch of teams, and I can't predict who's going to win because there are so many competitive, good teams at the top. This is the kind of action and the kind of drama and the kind of race that 
I want to be seeing week in and week out as a soccer fan. And right now, you're not getting that in the Premier League, but you are getting it in the Bundesliga. Liverpool's running away to the league. City is always impressive, and they always play well, but at this point, they're not catching up. The rest of the teams that we expect to be in the race, Chelsea or Arsenal, Man United, all these other teams, Leicester's a new one that's kind of up there in the top five. They are all teams of former glory, and they're not really living up to their expectations, and I don't think you'd find any fans that would argue that point. And this year, the Bundesliga teams have stepped it up, kicked it into gear, and they are all competing, and they all want to win, and that is what makes an exciting title race, and you have that right now in the Bundesliga. So, with that out of the way, I just want to maybe start a new segment. We'll try this this episode, see how it goes, but I want to start a man of the match day, and this week's man of the match day is Erling Holland for obvious reasons. Debut in the Bundesliga, debut for his new club, scores a hat-trick off the bench. There's really no one else that could compete with him for this man of the match day, so congratulations to Holland. Also want to give a quick shout-out to Jesse March, ex-Red Bull coach from the MLS, for developing him over at RB Salzburg, where he is currently head coach in the Austrian Bundesliga. Good job, Jesse, on finding Holland, developing him, and Obviously, you found a diamond in the rough here. You found a real awesome player, and good job on picking him out and developing him into an amazing, amazing player. Obviously, congratulations to Erling Holland. You are an amazing player, and it's going to be interesting to see your impact on this title race for sure. All right, that's all I got for you guys this week. If you guys want to contact me, my email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. That is w, the number two, bundesliga at gmail.com. My Instagram is welcome to the Bundesliga with all underscores. That's welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. Definitely check out the show notes for this episode. I will have Erling Holland's hat trick of highlights from the Bayern game and any other uh, videos I decide to throw in there for any cool articles. I'll throw them in there as well. So. My name is Andrew. I'll see you guys next week.